What is the quickest you could transition to the RIA model? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA Question and Answer Series. It is episode number 96. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA, where I hope you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. If you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, you can find all of the resources I make available from this entire series in video, for video format, podcast format. I have articles, I have white papers, all kinds of things to help you better understand the RIA model. Again, transitiontoria.com. Okay, on today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about a question that I hope many of you uh, never find yourself having to ask. Uh, but but I did want to make this episode for, for two reasons. One, because some of you will find yourself asking, you know, what is the quickest uh, amount of time I could transition my practice to the RA model? We're going to go over a couple of reasons why that question might come up. Uh, but some of you might actually be forced to or be in a situation you need to ask that question and two, the answers that I'm going to provide, I think, are instructive uh, for anyone that might be considering an eventual transition to the RA model. So you can kind of understand timelines involved in making this transition. So uh, we'll we'll jump right in. So the like I said, you're ideally you're never having to ask this question because this should be a well thought out, methodical, planned out process of saying, should I be looking at the RA model, you know, from the very start to, to the very end of that process where you might actually be making that transition. You ideally do not want to rush that process. I'm going to give you some timelines of how long that typically does take, but there are some circumstances <clears throat> that you might find yourself in that you do need to do it at a more accelerated pace, possibly very accelerated. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about here on this episode. So just some examples of where this question could come up. So the first one, perhaps the most obvious, the one you might think of firsthand is if an advisor has been terminated from their their current now, now past firm, so whether that's a broker dealer or they're with some sort of RIA already, uh, and whatever the circumstances, they have been terminated on the spot and they are now dead in the water. And that's a very scary time for advisors. That's a uh, very challenging time for advisors. Uh, their revenue, their income has been cut off. Their entire career has now been abruptly kind of upended. Uh, the clients are, are now in this state of limbo and every day that passes, there's uncertainty of what will happen with those clients, would they follow whatever the new path is going to be. So not at all ideal. So if an advisor, unfortunately, finds themselves in that situation, and, and it does happen, every year you, you see articles and advisors or brokers are, are terminated for various reasons, uh, some deservedly so, and others, uh, unfortunately, I, I would argue more questionably so by their firm. But, the, but if the result is they've been terminated, they now have to find a new path uh, immediately. Obviously, they are going to be in a situation where they're saying, Okay, if I were going in this direction, what is the quickest that I could get this done? So that obviously is a reason that would be asked. Um, but I would preface it for anyone that perhaps has come across this episode that, that is in that situation. I did do a separate episode on what could prevent you from going into the RA model. Um, and depends on the circumstances of the termination, that could prevent you for various reasons that I that I dive deeper into that episode. So the, the point being, if you've been terminated from a broker-dealer, 
don't automatically assume, oh, well, the salvation is the RA model because that's a different model and I can surely do it. Uh, and I just want to know how quickly I could do it. There's, there's unfortunately much more nuances to that uh, that are involved. Uh, did, did a separate episode on that, so I won't dive into that further here. Uh, but other examples of where this question could be asked short of that extreme termination example is, uh, and these are, these are circumstances I come across from time to time, is uh, perhaps you are with a firm, again, whether a broker dealer, an RA, whatever, that uh, has come to you or come to all of you and all your peers, uh, advise your peers and said, hey, we have a new agreement. We need you to sign a new affiliation agreement, employment agreement, whatever they're calling it. And perhaps there's terms in that agreement that are not at all advantageous to you. That is typically what happens if you already have some agreement in place uh, or, or even don't have an agreement and your firm is coming to you wanting you to sign a new agreement, you can almost be 100% assured the terms of that are not going to be better for you. They are going to be worse for you. And, and perhaps you're in a situation where there's not uh, currently uh, language that would make it difficult for you to leave one day and take your clients with you. And perhaps they are trying to slide that language into the agreement. So here they are giving you an agreement and they're perhaps saying you have you know, 30 days, uh, hopefully they give you at least that kind of courtesy uh, to review it and sign it. And obviously, if you refuse to sign it, there's got to be ramifications from that. So sometimes that can cause the question of, okay, hey, I don't want to sign this. The The terms of doing so are not going to be to my favor. So I need to find a better, different path. What's the quickest I could do that? I'm on the clock here with whatever my timeline is. So that that is a very real situation that does come up from time to time. Um, the next example, which is kind of related that I come across is perhaps if maybe you were the smaller firm and you've uh, got suspicions that that firm is on the verge of being acquired or being that there's an announcement got to come out that they are being acquired. And you understandably don't know what uncertainty that will bring uh, to the new path. What would the new acquirer change about the firm? What would your clients think about that? Would they require that you sign something right from the get go? Uh, so that can cause a lot of uncertainty and say, people say, Hey, I want to get ahead of that. I want to, I want to depart before this announcement, which however it is, you've kind of concluded that that might be on the horizon. I want to get ahead of that. So that's another reason sometimes people need to move things along quicker. And, and then the final example I'll give, and this one's not as super time sensitive, but where there are a lot of folks that say, Hey, I've been thinking about doing this for a long time. I'm not happy you know, I haven't been terminated or anything like that, but I'm not happy. I know I've been needing to make a change. I've seen my colleagues and peers make the change. I just haven't got around to actually taking the steps. And now I'm all in on it. Let's let's get going. Let's teach me everything I need to know. I want to move this along as quickly as, you know, reasonably possible because I, I've been kicking the can too long and I just want to get this done with. So that's another kind of quasi version of what's the quickest I could do that. And thankfully that latter version is a usually a little less time sensitive, uh, but that does that scenario does come up. So those are some reasons that question might be asked. <clears throat> you might find yourself in that situation yourself, uh, but either way, I think some of the, the, the details to follow here will be helpful. So <clears throat> keep in mind on the timeline, and I'm going to give some specifics of, you know, what's the quickest you could do this, but the timeline is driven by a, a couple of different variables. So the first one of, of what kind of adds time to this process is the education needed on the front end. So there's kind of two main educational pieces that I do with essentially all advisors I talk to, whether they're on some sort of urgent schedule or not. So there's there's a, a degree of education that typically needs to occur unless somehow the advisors already figured all this out on their own. 
is, hey, should you even be going on this path down the RA model? Does the RA model make sense for you? Does it make sense for the profile of your practice? Whatever it is you think you're going to be able to do or accomplish in the RA model, is that accurate? So let's make sure we understand that. Do you understand the economics, the responsibilities, those sorts of things? So there is a layer of kind of initial education. Should you even be going down this path? That takes time to go through. Now, working with someone like me, you know, in theory, that could be truncated, you know, significantly. If we said, hey, let's, there is very significant circumstances. We do need to do things very quickly. Let's pull the proverbial all-nighter and go over as much as we can in a short amount of time as we can. And in theory, that that can be truncated down. But there is that education layer of, 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 first of all, again, should you even be going down this path? And then the second part of that education layer is if you conclude that going into the RA model is the right fit, okay, well, there's different pathways into the model, as I talk about frequently on these episodes. You might start your own RA. You might join an RA. There's some flavors in the middle, kind of a, a, kind of a mix between those two. And so that next education layer is understanding what those are and how they compare and why you might choose one over the other. They all have pros and cons. There's no set rules that if you're a certain size, you should only go one direction. So again, part of that is understanding what those options are and which one might be the best fit for you. Again, that takes time to work through. We could pull the proverbial all-nighter, but it does take time to work through that, that education process. So now once, once you've got past that, the next kind of time component on, on, on the spectrum there is, is now you need to say, okay, hey, so I've, I've decided which pathway into the model I want to go into. Well, now who are the solution providers I will need to lean on to be able to go down that pathway? And again, all, all of this is what I help advisors with from this education to figure out who the solution providers are. All, all of this is what I do for advisors can help you with it as well. But so let's say you decide the best path might be to join an RA. Well, now that next step is, okay, well, who are the RAs out there in the marketplace? Why might you choose one over another? How are they different? What are the pros and cons? And But even once you kind of identify, you know, the, the likeliest solution provider you might want to use, you now need to do due diligence on them. So if it's joining an RA, it's okay, I, I need to understand what their value proposition is, understand what their pricing is, understand, you know, the, the things I can or can't do maybe in that approach. Uh, and that just takes some time. Now, you can accelerate that as much as possible based on how quickly you're willing to do it. And obviously, some solution provider that maybe has a chance of earning your business to the degree you need them to move quickly, they generally will do that as, as much as possible as well. But that due diligence step does take time as well. So that adds some more time into this process. Uh, and then the last thing before I jump into kind of some specifics is it does depend on um, well, I'm sorry, before I do the, the, after you do your due diligence, then there's the actual transition steps that are associated with that. So whatever your chosen pathway is, whatever your solution provider is, there's still the logistics of them perhaps preparing to onboard you and the steps you need to take to onboard with them. So whether that's things to do with client paperwork or setting up technology or just whatever the logistics are, there is that time component that, that, that does need to occur in, in, as I'll get to, depends on which path you take, that could be truncated or, or it could be longer, but there are those logistics involved. There are those things that you need to work through as well, even after you've picked your chosen solution provider. So the idea is being against education, doing due diligence, and then actually working through the logistics. Uh, now that those latter parts, that where, where you could uh, shorten that to, to answer the question, you know, what's the quickest way to do this will in part depend on which of those pathways into the model you choose. So what I'm going to go into next is to talk about 
kind of the timeline needed if you were to start your own RA versus the timeline needed if you were to join an RA. But just know depend the the path you choose can have dramatically different uh, time needed to actually uh, transition into it. So the first one is starting your own RIA. If you were uh, inclined or there was a need or, or a want to have your own RIA versus maybe joining an RIA, again, pros, cons to both. But if you wanted to start your own RIA, for example, of what a, a normal typical timeline would be is if you called me up today and we, so it's the first conversation, you're just learning all this. And, and we, we quickly worked through some education steps and quickly concluded you were going to start your own RIA. Again, that's usually not just something that's a 20 minute conversation, but, but just for example, and then you said to me, Hey, from this very first conversation to when I am pulling the trigger and making the transition, I ideally, what's that timeline. And if you're leaving a, a W2 wirehousing type environment, as an example, a breakaway advisor, you typically want to pencil on six to nine months under ideal circumstances from first conversation to when you're making that move to be able to do that education layer, the, the due diligence layer, the logistics, six to nine months would be the ideal uh, approach for that. Now, that can be shortened. Again, it depends on how quickly you run through that education, how quickly you're willing to, to knock out all those due diligence steps. So there is ways to potentially uh, shorten that, but there are still parts that are out of your control. So as an example, if you're starting your own RIA, one of those steps is registering the RIA, either with the state or SEC, depending on your circumstances. I've done all kinds of episodes on, on how you logistically set up an RIA. But that process alone, even when you're using the right solution providers to help you with that, that process alone typically takes 45 to 90 days. A lot of that is out of your control. There's some of that you could do your parts quicker and and maybe speed up some, but but at some point you're relying on a, on the compliance uh, vendor to help you. That they can even try to go quicker than normal. But at some point it's sent off to either the the, the state or the SEC, and it's out of everyone's control at that point as you wait back. So just know that six nine months is ideal for starting your own RA. It can be done much quicker, but there's still certain components of it that are completely out of your control. That, that are kind of a minimum amount of time required that, that it is not possible. If you were to call me up and say, my circumstances are as such, I need to do this as quickly as possible. I insist on having my own RA. I want to do this in 30 days. Brad, can we do this at uh, pull an all night or everything? It's not going to happen to have your own RIA in 30 days, again, because of some of the stuff that's out of your control. So now let's flip over and, and uh, if you were to join an RIA, and ideally you're not choosing which of the pathways to go down, whether starting your RIA or joining an RIA, ideally you're not choosing that pathway because of the time needed to enter it. But I do understand for some folks that will be relevant in the process. Now, you uh, there's all kinds of reasons to join an existing RIA that you might want to consider uh, when you when you don't need to worry about time at all and involves, so that's not uh, the, the sole reason someone might join an, an existing RA, but it is one of the reasons because if you were on this expedited timeline, it is much quicker to join an existing RA than it is to try to start your own RA. Now, keep in mind, uh, there's still the due diligence that had the education. There's still the due diligence. You got to go. You got to understand who who this, the the uh, RAs are that you might want to join. That might be a good fit for your practice. You still need to talk to them. By the way, they need to do due diligence on you. So if you're coming to them because you've been terminated for very bad reasons, well, guess what? They're probably not going to take you on to begin with. So 
just know that it's not the salvation. Say, oh, I'll just join an RIA because it depends on the circumstances of why you are having to do this so urgent. They might not be willing to, to work with you. They, they, they often won't be willing to work with you again under kind of those severe circumstances. But if it is that more example, again, you're being asked to, to maybe sign an agreement, uh, they, they will certainly understand, okay, that's not because you've harmed clients or you've got FINRA chasing after you or something. Uh, that's because the circumstances are changing of no fault of your own. And you're on a, a timeline that's that's more accelerated than would be ideal for anyone, but they understand that and they'll certainly try to work with you as quickly as possible. So joining an existing RA can go much quicker. And the question is, well, how quick? Well, in theory, in, in theory, after you've done your due diligence and, and if they like you and the circumstances are such, in theory, it could be immediately right after that, right? So if you if you have been terminated and whatever the circumstances are, that that RIA firm is comfortable with those circumstances. You guys have talked it out. They like you, you like them. Let's move forward. They will essentially say, okay, we can begin this immediately because you have no choice, right? You're dead in the water. Your clients are stranded. You have no income coming in. They'll say, hey, this is not at all ideal uh, of, a, of, a, of a timeline, but we understand you're dead in the water. We'll bring you on essentially tomorrow uh, and our team will help scramble to try to train you as quickly as possible on how to open accounts and ACAT accounts and all that sort of thing. And effectively, it could be done uh, immediately under that extremist circumstance. But again, that's going to be rare that you're in that circumstance where it's so extreme and, and yet that still works for the RIA. But to just the point being, they don't, they already have the RIA. They already have the technology in place. They already have the compliance in place. That That's all ready to go. It's just a matter of onboarding you. So in theory, that could be done immediately. Now, for comparison, what's a more ideal scenario? So if you were to do this uh, slow and methodically, which would be ideal, and you go through all these steps and you you decide perhaps that joining an existing area is the right path and you do your due diligence and you pick your provider and you're ready to make the move. Uh, typically, if you ask that RA, hey, yes, I know I have things on my side I need to do. Uh, you know, Perhaps I need to get an office or whatever whatever the arrangements are. And that's something I, I help advisors understand, okay, well, how long is it going to take for you to do your part of it? Uh, but but if as the advisor, if you say, okay, I'm going to do all that as quickly as needed, don't, don't worry about me. Hey, RIA, how much time ideally would you like to have, again, when we're going through this kind of slow, ideal, methodical approach to, to transition into the model? They would typically tell you they want at least 60 days for the time you, you so-called commit to joining them. Uh, to help you get trained, to help you get uh, learn the new system, to prepare for uh, moving the clients over, uh, I, sixty sometimes even say ninety days depends on what all what all they might be doing for you. Maybe they're setting up a website for you or that sort of thing. Uh, that that would be their ideal timeline. Again, when the house is not on fire, they'd say sixty days, maybe ninety days. They could do that quicker if you came to them. Again, that circumstance, so it's it's not uh, a red flag circumstance, but but again, you're going to be asked to sign an agreement. You only have 30 days to, to respond to to that request. They could accelerate that into 30 days, and it would it would have to move things a lot a lot quicker. Uh, so it is possible for them to do less, but just to give you perspective, they typically want 60, maybe even 90 days to do their part. So the point of this is. Uh, depends on whether you start your own RA or, or or join one. We'll have dramatically different timelines associated with them, and there are things you can do under either circumstances to speed that up. Um, but again, as I said, with starting your own RA, you can only speed that up so much. With joining an RIA, you can certainly speed it up a whole lot more. But there's still logistics involved that have to be worked through, and under under the most extreme case, could effectively be 
immediately and you just it is what it is and you just have to work through it as best as possible um but ideally they do want they do want a timeline there but but they could shorten it uh under the right circumstances uh and then just the final thing i would point out and this is there's not very many of these providers in the marketplace but there are some solutions i talk about the three main pathways in the model start your own ria uh join an ria on the other end of the spectrum and then in the middle there are some providers that say hey uh, you know, what other circumstances you want to have your own RIA, but maybe you don't want to have to put all the pieces uh, together that a typical RIA has to, to piece together. So that's things like technology and compliance and an E&O perhaps or marketing or whatever, all, all the individual pieces. And so there are what I refer to as bundled solution providers in the middle that say, hey, you can have your own RIA, but as opposed to you put all those pieces together, we've bundled up, say, 80% of it. And we package it all up, we service it for you, and it's all one one bundled price. That's that's a whole other topic. I've done other episodes on on that kind of model. Um, but the reason I bring it up on this episode is there are some solution providers that not only do that, but they also have an RIA option as part of their kind of organization that you could join their RIA. Now, uh, so you could, if you were to take a look at a firm like that, you could look at both of those solutions. Hey, if I were to have my own RA and I have you supported my RA with that bundled solution, or maybe I join your RIA. Uh, and for the reasons we've talked about on this episode, you could join their RIA uh, and, and do so in a much quicker timeline. And you might even like their value proposition and be content under their RA and, and never make a change after that. Uh, but there are some for, for folks that are inclined to have their own RA that is, in their vision, the next step for them. But for whatever the circumstances, because of timeline involved, they don't have the luxury of the time needed to stand that up. There are some of these middle middle providers that say, hey, you can join our RIA. We can do that very quickly for all the reasons I just said. You can come under our RIA. Uh, you can work, immediately start you know, focusing on your clients, trying to move your clients over. And then, by the way, Whenever the dust is settled for you, whether that's three months, six months, 12 months, even longer, if you decide at that point, okay, you're ready to stand up your own RIA, and by the way, now we're not on an urgent time crunch, we can do this in a more leisurely pace, hey, we will not only support you in that, we, you know, we, we, we will help you make that move and we'll be that bundled solution provider for you. And this can all be done transparently. You're not having to worry about you know, sneaking away or leaving our firm. We understand you know, this 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 was a two-step process for you. And they actually kind of promote or support that two-step process. Call it, think of it as like a bridge program where you, okay, I'm coming over to join the RA because maybe that is the easier glide path for that initial transition. Maybe it's the quicker glide path if it's needed, but my end game is my own RIA. I do like this solution provider. I like how they've packaged the technology. I like how they've helped, they'll help with the compliance. So they will let me two-step it, join their RIA, and then move over. So for some of you that might be in a situation where you, again, for other circumstances, you insist or need or want your own RIA, but you have to do this quicker, that kind of bridge program uh, is potentially something you could consider as well. Um, but the main thing I'd leave you with is, again, I, ideally, you're never in these circumstances. I, I hope this episode's at least been helpful just no matter how you do this, the slow methodical path just to understand the differences in this. But if you do find yourself in that circumstances, there are typically options to be considering possible pathways to make it work. Again, where it just becomes very challenging is if, if it is a termination situation, dependent on the termination, that that could be a dead end. Uh, but there, there are other circumstances where, where you could still potentially work through that. Um, but if you had some of those lesser urgent, but, but still, hey, we need to keep this moving circumstances, 
you want to be aware of you know potentially how to shorten this process along uh so with that like i said my name is brad wales with transition to ra and this is the kind of conversation i have advisors with uh, I have conversations I have with advisors all day long, uh, helping you understand what are, how does this RA model work? Is it something you should be considering? What are these pathways into the model? Who are the solution providers you should be considering? How long will this take? And depends on the, if you have the luxury of time or not, what are the steps necessary to, to kind of work through that process potentially quicker than, than the six to nine months that would be ideal kind of thing. And so I'm happy to help you with that. I do that, I have that conversation with advisors all day long. Happy to have that conversation with you as well. Uh, as a starting point though, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, uh, you can find all of the resources I make available to help you better understand the RA model. Again, this entire series is available in video format, podcast format, I have articles, I have white papers, all kinds of things to help you understand the RA model. Uh, but at the top of every page is a contact link. If you click on that, you can instantly and easily schedule time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. Again, whether you want to talk about today's episode or anything else RIA related, I'm happy to have that conversation with you. Again, head on over to transitiontoria.com. And with that, I hope you found value in today's episode and I'll see you on the next one.